Afternoon all, I feel like it's a little bit Groundhog Day to the Auckland flooding. Now I don't want to overstate it but I've been popping outside having a look at the deluge coming down. We've got staff here thinking should we go home because last time it happened this flooding we were just like oh you know, we'll just sit it out, sit it out and Captain Kay and some others ended up being stuck in the building here because the water was waist high, cars lost etc. So I'm going to keep you all up to date as much as I can because um, that's what we're here for to try and keep you up to date with what is happening it's going to be mainly around Auckland but it is heading down Coromandel Way and even talking about it hitting South Island maybe tomorrow and I'm just keeping an eye on the reports uh, coming in I'm seeing pictures in Birkdale there's a full stream going through someone's yard Tutarangi that would be half a metre up the side of a house already this is five minutes ago um, Glendale Road, Glengarry intersection buses can't get through there so they're all being detoured so if buses can't, cars can't and the rain radar update says it's easing off a little bit now but particularly for the Aucklanders a heap of rain coming at 5 like 25 mils and then 45 mils at 6 so my advice for what it's worth get safe now most of our staff don't have to be here. They're all on their way home now. So um, be safe, be sensible, lean on your friends to go find some higher ground and go and stay. And I tell you what, overestimating is better than underestimating. And we all learnt that last time, didn't we? So do stay safe out there, team. And I'll bring you any updates as they come through. Right, so today. This one, this midday madness, like it was pretty serious stuff yesterday. We thought we'd do a little bit lighter today uh, for Midday Madness and uh, Dean from Dunedin semi-responsible for this and, and someone else who texted who I can't remember said the importance of the All Blacks France first game in the Rugby World Cup. What happens if we lose? What happens if we win? My personal opinion, I don't think it matters for the tournament per se because it means we either get South Africa or Ireland or we're just going to get an equally hard team. So the most important game quite often is the first game of the World Cup. I actually think the most important game is the quarterfinal. And I think that's why Dean from Dunedin texts through his team, which I will try and find. Um, I do remember it had Braden Enor in the back line. <laughs> I do remember that one. Um, but you are welcome to uh, ring us with your starting 15 of the Rugby World Cup quarterfinal. So... Because that's, I think that is our first crucial game. It's more crucial because it's knockout. If we lose to France in game one, we're not, not knocked out. We just have to beat Italy, Namibia, and who was the other one? Someone like Chile or something like that. 
we'll get through to the quarters. So the quarter is the most important game. Are you going to be brave enough to ring up and name an uncapped player? Are you going to be brave enough to ring up and name a player that isn't current first choice selection? Really keen to hear who your first five and halfback combination is. Really keen to hear your midfield combination and your loose forward trio. They're the ones for me that interest me, but there'll be some that interest you. 0800 150 811, that'll be Midday Madness. Also, uh, straight after Midday Madness, oh, I've just had a... I've just had the civil defence flood warning, so those of you who don't have mobile phones, I'm going to quickly read it. Come through on my phone. Heavy rain and thunderstorms affecting the Auckland region and expected to continue into the evening, potentially through to midnight. If your life or property is at risk, phone 111 immediately. If you need to evacuate, seek shelter with friends and family. Take important items with you. Um, And then it sort of won't open. So I guess what they're saying is it's now a civil defence emergency. So that's how quickly it has ramped up. wasn't raining an hour and a half ago, and look what can happen in an hour and a half. So there we go. If you didn't get that, oh, it says plan your travel carefully. Plan your travel carefully. So there we go. Um, I will keep you up to date on that. That has completely thrown me. Uh, <laughs> completely thrown me. Uh, I was telling you what we're doing. So midday manners, your quarterfinal first 15. Just after one o'clock, Justin Marshall, former All Blacks halfback. I always like getting his opinion and insights. And interestingly, my my two real selection conundrum is halfback first five. He'll definitely have a view on that. We'll, we'll link up with uh, the TAB. We'll try and get Brendan Popperwell to tell us uh, some horses that run well in the heavy going. Uh, find out what's making news, as we always do. Then after two, we're going to play you... There is a what would you call it, a mini mini audio series playing on SENZ at the moment called uh, The Road to the Ashes, hosted by Simon O'Donnell. Now, it plays on Saturday afternoons, so we're going to play you excerpts of it each Tuesday uh, because we fully understand uh, the listeners that are here now this afternoon are probably not our Saturday afternoon. There'll be a bit of crossover, but it is so good. I wanted to share it with you because it's just brilliant. And given we're giving you ball-by-ball commentary of the Ashes, we're just going to give you a little taster of the Road to the Ashes uh, audio documentary. So that'll be between 2 and 2.30. Who else have we got? Shay Veach. He's a Kiwi long jumper within six centimetres of the uh, longest standing New Zealand record except one. I think Peter Snell's... 800 metre record is the longest standing one um, the second longest is the long jump Shay Veach, he's on the cusp of beating it never spoken to a long jumper before looking forward to that and we will link up as, of course with Jimmy Smith as well there's a lot of movement out in the office everyone's standing up, I think that's the civil defence emergency, any updates Sammy about what's happening out there um, a lot of concerned looks. It looks like our building is evacuating to a degree as well. So I guess all the people that share this building, they're all on their way. So take heed. Be safe rather than brave, I would say. So midday madness. Let's have a little bit of a sporting holiday in our minds while all of this weather is going on around us. You're starting 15 for the World Cup quarter final. This is the best team, the best team you can put on the park to wear the black jersey. Midday madness. Well, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Radio, 
Let's get on the phones. 0800 150 I'm actually going to... Where's my bit of paper? Here we go. I'm going to write down some of your left field or your locked-in selections. And when Justin Marshall comes on at 1 o'clock, I'll, I'll put it to him as well. So we go to Brad and Dunedin to kick us off. G'day, Brad. Happy. How are you, mate? Good, Staying thanks, dry. Brad. Yeah, impossible to stay dry, actually. But um, let's, hope it, let's hope it's not as bad as last time. Yeah, fingers crossed for you. Thinking he is anyway. But, um, yeah, I've got my uh, 23 here, actually. Um, Interested. So the yeah. The group, Taylor Lomax, front row. Oh, and did you say Cody Taylor lock? Uh, Cody Taylor hooker, yeah. Uh, sorry, hooker. Yep. The group Taylor Lomax, Retallic Whitelock. Yep. Um, I've got Scott Barrett at six, Kane at seven, Savier at eight. Mm, there was a big discussion about Scott Barrett in the six jersey this morning. I like it depending on opposition. I like it against England and I like it against South Africa. That's just me. But you've gone there. Yeah, well, yeah. I just went back to England at 2019. It didn't work, but <laughs> it's just, it's just a bit of, like, obviously size and another line-out option, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, hit the back line. This is interesting. Uh, so Aaron Smith. Yeah. Uh, Mwanga at 10. <laughs> yeah. Um. Jordy Barrett and Anton Leonard Brown in the centres. Yep. And the back three is Rike Iwani, Will Jordan, Bowden Barrett. Will Jordan wing, Bowden Barrett fullback. What that yeah, shows to me is like, I, I, I probably disagree with you, which is fine, but it does show our depth. I'm actually okay with your team because we do have good depth, eh? Um, yeah, yeah, well, that whole 33 is going to be pretty, 33 or 36, whatever they take, it's going to go pretty deep, so they'll be using all of them. Mm, they sure will. That's perfect. All right, mate, we've got lots of calls. I know you did 23, but we sort of haven't got time. I, I apologise for that, but I like your 15. Good man. Yeah, not a problem. I'll take it through anyway. Yeah, good man. Do that, Brad. Thank you. Brad from Dunedin. Uh, Life member Zaid from Auckland. Zaid? Okay, um... Uh, yeah, okay, I got my 15. Mm. I will take Nepo Lalala and offer as the props, please. Zay. I will now have Takiyaho at hooker. Okay, that's right. Um, I'll have locks of Whitelock and um, Brody Retallick. I'll have six Akira, seven Dalton, eight Artie, nine Christie, ten McKenzie. He's, be- he's better than Mwanga. I'll take Geordie Barrett at 12, Rico at 13, Mark Talia and Will Jordan, and Bowden Barrett at fullback. Wowee. That's a lot of Blues players. Yeah. Was that intentional? I mean, I mean, I, 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 the, the, thing, the thing is, I don't know about, I, I reckon, well, I, I, I like Dalton, but I know Kane will be starting, and I know, I know definitely Artie will be starting. Um, Christie and Smith are similar. They'll probably start with Smith because of experience. And but the thing is, number six, who do you pick really? That's the thing. Number six, because Akira and Frizzell were there last year, or and then so they're the options. You're gonna have to probably take one of them because the team's so big. So who who do you take out of those two? Do you take Frizzell or do you take Akira? And then the thing is that they take Blackadder as well. So you're gonna have to have a few loose forwards. 
And then for number eight, do you take the two two and Tavir as well for the for the bench? Because like you said, you need at least thirty players. Mm. Um, for me, I think McKenzie's been the best ten in Super Rugby this season, and I reckon he should start because Moanga always goes missing for the All Blacks, and even the Crusaders Chiefs game, Moanga went missing. Yeah, when the Crusaders go backwards, Richie, we don't see the best of Richie. And when the All Blacks are going forwards, he does look really good. Whereas Damien, I think he's better going backwards than Richie Moonga is going backwards. Richie Moonga, fine player. Fine, fine player. But the thing is, his kicking's great as well, Damien McKenzie. Yeah. And that's why Barrett has to play fullback. Because for me, he's not a first player. He can't kick. He He doesn't know how to kick goals. Or do you have... Or do you have Bonin Barrett at first five, and then do you have and do you, so so Jordy Barrett can kick the goals at twelve, and then do you have Damien at fifteen? Because <sighs> I, I think Damien has to be starting in the team. The way he's been this year in Super Rugby, he's been one of the best players. He's and then I reckon Stevenson has to go in the team as well, um, <laughs> because you think we're going to have to take three first fives, so that would be Mwanga, McKenzie, and Barrett, because the team's so big. Yeah. Uh... And then you need to sort out fullbacks. Do you, do you take Will Jordan as a fullback or do, you, or do you take Will Jordan as a wing? And then do you take Caleb Clark as a wing? Because how many wingers do you need? Or do you take Fyanuku because he's a wing and a centre? So I, I, I don't know who they're going to name for the World Cup, but they have to name so many players. It's 35. So, And then for the props, your four props you think will be what? Lomax, DeGroote, Lalala, and often now because there's no George Bauer or... Um, the other prop from the Crusaders as well. So Joe would Moody. those be your four props, or do you need one more as well? I don't. Maybe know. Joe Moody as I well. Think I, don't they, know I think they. I think they. I think they're going to name a forward heavy squad because there's so yeah. there's so many backs that can play so many positions. Like Bodie can play 10, 15, and wing at a pinch. Geordie can play yeah, yeah. twelve, fifteen, and wing at a pinch. There's so much interchangeability. Damian yeah, McKenzie yeah, yeah. can play. You can even get Rico and wing and ten and centre or yeah. whatever. Yeah, Damian right, can so. play 10, 15. He can play wing. It a bit. We've got so much cover out the back, which is a strength, but it you can be want a weakness. Bar- Barrett or McKenzie playing on the wing, but yeah, if push came to shove, I guess. If but. they had to, yeah. All right, I've got your yeah, team down. Nah, have a good rest of the show, and um, everyone keep safe out there with the uh, weather. So, yeah. Good man. Thanks, Sade. Thank you. Cheers, buddy. Um, Mikey in Christchurch. G'day, Mikey. Oh, Staffy, how you going? What is Blue's fascination, fans, with Akira? I know. I'll never, I'll never work that one out. Oh, my goodness me. Anywho, I'm going to stay away from the forwards. Suffice to say that they absolutely need Retallick, Sam Whitelock, Ethan Blackadder, and Artie on that field. Yeah. Um, and I think Sam Sam, Sam Whitelock and Brody Retallick are going to be absolutely crucial. Um, and Artie, too, you know, just for those leadership qualities. Uh, but for my back line for that, for that quarterfinal, um, I'll go Aaron Smith. I'd have Richie at first five. No surprises. Um, I'd have Goodhue and Geordie Barrett in the centres. I'd have Lester Fainuku on the wing. I'd have Mark Talia on the other side. And I'd have Will Jordan where he always should have played at fullback. That's... And everyone banging on about um, Sean Stevenson, that's awesome. I think he's playing really well. But don't think Fozzie's going to pick him at fullback. He doesn't pick the best fullbacks. So <laughs> people need to get that out of their heads. <laughs> Will Jordan, will he get a crack at fullback? Well, you know, it's his, it's, it's his best position. Oh, I agree. Everyone agrees. Everyone agrees. That was that was the byline about last year, if I remember correctly. Mm. <laughs> that's, all, that's all you're saying. Give him a track at fullback. Anyway, that's who I, I would pick. 
Um, I think that's fairly strong. There are a lot of other players putting their hands up. I mean, yes, you could put McKenzie there, all sorts of things. But I think McKenzie, for the All Blacks, coming in with maybe 15, 20 minutes to go as a bloody shot in the arm, would be is always great to see yeah. um, from my perspective. Anyway. Yeah, perfect. All right, Mikey, thanks, buddy. All right, cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Give us a yell. Give us your – even your pockets of players, you know um, – just like what Mikey did, like who are the lock-in ones? I mean, I've never professed to fully understand front row play. I think we're really nicely. I'm fine with Cody Taylor, Dane Cole, Samasoni, Asafa Elmer. I think they're all wonderful hookers. I think they're all great starting hookers. Then there's the conversation about who's the best for the right sort of opposition. So give us your back line, give us your forward pack, your loose forward trio. However you want to fashion it up, I'm keen to hear from you. 0800 150 811. We'll come back after a short break. Helping you tune out your annoying workmate. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Uh, just letting you know that the weather system has really ramped up. There's flooding, there's roads closed, there's public transport affected, there's civil defence emergency areas opening out west. So we're getting Chris Brandolino from Niwa on uh, just after the 12.30 news actually because he's the expert. I'm just reading the reports that are coming out of them. So we'll try and stay ahead of the game. So Chris Brandolino is going to join us after 12.30. Just before we get to Graham, a quick text remark. Hey, Staffy. I think more people want to talk about the Warriors and officiating than rugby. So this is the thing. Yesterday, rugby people didn't like us talking league. Today, the league, but conversation's deluxe. You guys guide it. You guys guide it. Graham Marlborough, formerly Northland. Welcome in, champ. G'day, mate. I was just telling Captain Kay I'm going to sue him for our conversation we had yesterday on the netball. And um, <laughs> so just, I just thought I'd give you a heads up. <laughs> um, I'll be an expert uh, witness if I get a cut of the uh, award. You're, you're on, brother. All right. Um, hey, I really enjoyed yesterday's bloody talk with the Warriors. Eh? I'm not a Warriors fan. I'm a bloody Brown Tigers fan, mate. And so uh, you know how we're going. But, you know, just ask yourselves this question. The first four games of the season, what were you talking about? Mm. You know, this is your year, apparently. Mm. But now we're talking about the refs. So sometimes, yeah, we just got to suck it up sometimes. So anyway, my team, mate, uh, big group. And I don't care if we start with Taylor or Takialo. Um, they're both, I think they're both more than capable. And Lomax, uh, Whitelock and Metallic. Yep. I'd go, I'd go Blackadder. And I'd, I'd probably prefer Puffalini ahead of Kane, actually. But I think Kane will start just because he's the captain. And obviously, number eight will be uh, Savia, halfback Smith, first five Richie, second five, second five centre. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see this as, as an uh, Anton and Jack Goodry, but I don't, I'm not sure one of those two is, might not go because of injury and lack of rugby, so it'll probably be Barrett and Anton. I'll have Rico on one wing. I'd probably have um, uh, Lester on the other ring, and I'd have Will Jordan at fullback. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't happen, I'd, I quite like that young young Zion Sullivan. Oh, he's very fullback. good. Yeah, I like him. I'd have him at fullback, and then, then you'd put Will Jordan on the wing. And then, you know, the, the All Black selectors will probably put Rico in at centre. So, that, you know, but that I wouldn't have him there. That would be my selection. I wouldn't have 
Bodie and the 23, and they're only picking 33 players, they're not 35. Mm. They're only taking 33, which, you know, which really narrows it down. So you got to, you probably need guys who can play two or three positions, mm. or at least two. So Anton and Jack can both play second five and centre. Geordie can play second five and fullback. Rico can play centre and left wing, sort of thing. You know, those, those sort of connotations come into it. Yeah. Depending on, you know, and, and in your dead right step, depending on who we're playing, eh? The, I think if we're playing, if we're playing South Africa, put Rico on the wing because his defence isn't good enough at, at centre. He's but a, if we're playing, if we're playing, if we're playing Ireland, I'd probably have him at bloody centre because um, he can cover James Lowe easy enough. You know, the other guys mm, can mm. handle James Lowe, eh? You know, those sorts of guys. Or even Mark Talia on the wing. I might, yeah, just, I, I might be the lone ranger here. I, I'd still, and this is reversing history. I'd still really like Geordie Barrett fullback. I still think I know he hasn't got the running and counter attacking of a Will Jordan, but World Cups don't afford you that from quarterfinal time on. You don't have the luxury yep. of broken play and all that thing. He's fantastic in the air. He's tall. He's defensively sound. He's quick enough. He can read the play. I really like him at fifteen. And if, yeah, Jack, so if Jack Goodhue's fit, I like him with Anton Leonard Brown, or I like Anton Leonard Brown with Rico. I'm, I'm sort of okay with Rico midfield. It's taken yeah. him a long time, yeah. but I'm okay with him midfield now. We've got so much depth in midfield and out wide. And fullback, I'm okay with Bodie back there as well. But Geordie, I, hand on heart, I think he's our best fullback. So and, do I. I totally agree with you, mate. I totally, totally agree with you, but I, I've been saying it from last year but I keep getting shot down so he's playing second five well that's probably where they'll play him yeah they will um, unfortunately and he's got a great kicking game mate he can get us out of the ship oh, real can, quick he can kick at 60 metres yeah that's why I'd have him there. and that's what you want your fullback is it has to be good on the attack and on defence and he's way better at Bowden on defence way better yeah so yeah I'd have him there for sure mate but great conversation and, uh, yeah, Captain K's probably wanting to put the hat around because I'm going to sue his ass off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> There's the warning shot. Good on you, Graham. Cheers, mate. Have a good Stay safe, mate. Cheers, Stay buddy. Safe. We will try. We will definitely try. Um, Auckland Council was holding a media conference on the weather at 2 o'clock. See, they've learned from last time. They didn't say anything for a long, long time. Um, 60 mils of rain... Oh, we've just got another update. 60 mils of rain has hit the North Shore as at midday. Wow. And there's another 60 coming. Weather warning update from last night is below, very high, blah, blah, blah. Henderson Intermediate School telling the parents to come and get their kids. Uh, Northcote College on the North Shore is closing at 12.30. Green Bay High School out west has some dampness. It's coming into the classrooms and students are free to go home. So it's it's creeping. It is creeping up. Um, so what we're going to do, hopefully, we'll take the new sport and weather now. Uh, and straight after that, we're going to have Chris Brandolino. He's from Niwa to give us the latest update, how to prepare, what areas are going to cop it that haven't already copped it. So stay listening. 
because uh, I've worked with Chris actually before. He's a great man. He'll make it easy for us to stand. What do the next two hours look like? What parts of the countries are affected? And how long is this going to last? Stick around for Chris Brandolino, but for now it's our very own guru of new sport and weather. It's Johnny Mack. Go and now we're very lucky to be joined by a man. Worked with I worked with him in the America's Cup actually, and I think my official title was associate producer or something in the America's Cup, and he kept us up to date beautifully with weather and wind and yachting conditions. Now we're talking flooding conditions. Uh, Chris Brandolino joins us. Chris, thanks heaps for talking to us today. I bet your phone's ringing off the hook. It's been a busy morning so far. You could say that, yeah. So. As a layman, and you're very good at putting into layman terms, where are we at right now? Who's the worst affected right now? I think the Auckland region is one of the worst affected, um, also in Northland. So basically, Auckland, Northland region um, have had the most rain simply because it's been raining longer there. But other areas of the upper North Island are into some pretty heavy rainfall, including the Waikato so this rain has moved south, so areas around Hamilton have seen some very heavy rainfall, maybe even some gusty winds. I haven't seen any reports there of rainfall observations. I've just been focused on, on other areas, but I, I would expect areas in the Waikato, especially from Hamilton-ish, kind of um, northbound, to have received some significant rainfall thus far. In the past six hours, I'm looking at Auckland Council gauges. Um, a lot of this has fallen, quite frankly, in three hours. So basically since 8, 9 o'clock this morning, fall three to four hours. A lot of places in the Auckland region have received anywhere from 60 to 90 millimeters of rain in, in a short period of time. And to put that in perspective, we generally get about 130-ish millimeters of rain for the entire month of May. So I guess you could say um, more than, you know, two-thirds of what we normally get in 31 days has fallen in three hours. So, um, you know, those are heavy rainfall intensities. And unfortunately, there's more to come, so we're not quite through the end of it. Yeah, I was trying to – I love rain radars and weather forecasts, and you'll be as accurate as anyone. Uh, I'm, I understand from five sort of through to seven, we're going to get another deluge Auckland, Auckland-wide. Yeah, hopefully, actually, it's, um, it's ahead of that. That is a concern that this heavy rain – lingers around through the rush hour and school pickup time. I know some schools are actually dismissing, dismissing students early, including one of my children who are on the North Shore of Auckland, and they're being let out early. Um, you just got to be careful that um, you don't want too many people on the road getting stuck in, in bad weather conditions. At the moment, as I speak, um, there is a, a brief little bit of a lull pushing through uh, the immediate Auckland region. Uh, it's still raining, but the intensities have come down a little bit, and I do think, well, it's probably short-lived. I would expect the rain to pick up again, um, and we'll be kind of in and out of this heavy rain, maybe a break in the rain, and more heavy rain, and then perhaps mid-afternoon, 2, 3 o'clock or thereabouts, we have to see what happens. There are signs that another good heavy rain bout could move on through. Um, there's still a very heavy rain falling up toward Kaitaia in the far north, um, after this kind of lull, and that's the rain that may come through during the afternoon and early evening hours. I'm hopeful by 5, 6 o'clock a lot of this is done, but we'll have to see how things progress. So just uh, could you just maybe audibly paint us a, a picture, an oval or a circle of the affected areas as they are now and the track it looks like it's most likely to take? So you've already suggested, which I didn't realise, it's hitting Hamilton now. What does the track yeah. look like and does it does it lessen intensity as it travels? Well, things are basically travelling from north to south and as 
you think of a think of like a, a stream of moisture or a river, tra you know, traveling north to south, but the stream itself is pushing east, um, if that makes sense. So you have this current of, of, of water in the atmosphere moving from the north to the south, but the, the current itself or the entity is kind of shifting to the east with time. And that's impacting areas from Westland all the way up into the top of the South Island. So there's been getting some pretty heavy rainfall across the upper portions of the South Island. Bit of a break over Tadanaki, but then things do pick up quite solidly over the Waikato, and including the Auckland and Northland regions. Right now, the heaviest rain in the Northland area uh, appears to be over eastern Northland. So areas basically around, I'd say, Whangarei and over toward Kaitai in the far north. There are some breaks in the action, but Look, um, this is an evolving situation, so mm. what happens is that you may be seeing a bit of a break now, but that rain will fill in. There's a lot of moisture still in the atmosphere, and until that moist environment gets to our east, um, any rain that forms has the ability to produce just really incredible rainfall rates. We're seeing rainfall rates of almost a millimeter per minute in some instances, you know, where, you know, for a half hour, you get 29 millimeters of rainfall. So some of these rainfall rates are incredible, and that's unfortunately um, adding to the uh, adding to the impact is these high intensity rainfall events not to mention that last week we had some very heavy rainfall late last week across Northland so this rain falling in Northland and already sodden soil is certainly going to um, going to uh, you know perhaps a bigger impact there in terms of river flooding and things of that nature so yeah it'll it, you know certainly um, the next several hours We'll be in the thick of it here across the Upper North Island. I've seen the words thunderstorm and I've seen the word tornado warning come out as well. Uh, is that how likely are those? Well, there'll be thunderstorms. Yeah, well, tornadoes are possible. I, I wouldn't say tornado warning. Warning is when one has been observed or is occurring. Um, thunderstorms will be around. I haven't seen much lightning, but as I look over my shoulder, I can see there is a lot of lightning over the Tasman Sea. That actually will probably be here tomorrow morning. So even we'll catch a break tonight, but think tomorrow morning we'll see more showers and thunderstorms. I don't see them as persistent as we're seeing today, but given the fact that we've already had a lot of rain, and if there's more rain coming, that obviously is not a good thing. Um, so, yeah, thunderstorms, and when we get these thunderstorms, they do have the ability to produce some torrential rain rates for you know a period of time, whether it's a half hour, 20 minutes, or 45 minutes, or something of that nature. So um, thunderstorms will have the ability to really increase the rainfall rates. I should mention, too, as you're driving, if you are driving around, if you see a road that's covered with water, uh, there's an expression we have in the weather biz, um, turn around, don't drown. You just don't know how deep that water is. You don't know if the water has rock washed out the road. So you really need to be mindful of that. If you live in an area where you get flooding, typically maybe there's a creek or a stream nearby, and when it, when it rains really hard, that tends to cause problems. You know, these are things you want to be mindful of. So in case you have to take action in a short period of time, um, you can um, you know you can do that uh, quite quickly without having to hesitate. This is Chris Brandolino from Niwa. Last question, Chris. Um, we're at the mm. supposedly the start of winter. We are fully sodden, particularly in the North Coromandel Hawkes Bay. Um, yeah. Have yeah. you have you had the time to look ahead through to sort of October? What are we in for a wet winter and more of this? Yeah, look, we haven't done our winter outlook yet, but I will say the the weather conditions, the climate drivers, so this is a large scale that has been responsible or at least played a big role into these big rain events we've had going back to January in Auckland, Auckland anniversary. Obviously, Gabrielle was an ex-tropical cyclone, and now this. 
those are really um, congruent with La Nina. So La Nina is a climate driver in the tropical Pacific. It gives us more east to northeast winds on average, and that really exposes the upper North Island. Um, they are coming from a warm tropical place. And so we are going to see an El Nino form, we think, in winter, but that transition is lumpy. And the analogy I'll give you really quick is most of us, most of us have had COVID. You feel like garbage. You see the double line on the rat, right? <laughs> and then after about a week or 10 days, you feel better, right? And, that, and you test again, and the double line goes away. You're COVID-free. But you still have a lingering symptom. You still have a lingering cough. And even, so it's the same thing with this uh, La Nina transition to El Nino. We're out of La, we're out of, uh, uh, La Nina. We're, that's gone. That's in the rearview mirror. We don't have the double bar testing positive for La Nina, right? But what we do have is this La Nina cough from the atmosphere. The atmosphere has a long memory. So even though the oceans have moved on and they're actually switching gears to go to an El Nino, completely opposite, the atmosphere, there's a lag. So every now and again, we're going to get this La Nina cough, using that metaphor. Mm. And this is what we're getting now. We may get another one in late May, early June. But as we exit kind of the first, second week of June, our expectation is that we will see a more formidable sort of influence from an emerging El Nino. And that means more southwesterly winds during the winter season some more cold snaps potentially but that is not exactly a wet place the southwest uh the deep southern ocean so our expectation is that winter even if the, if it's two months of winter july and august we'll probably have a dry lean in fact so this is not indicative of what we will get in winter in terms of rainfall um as a whole our expectation but we'll see we'll assemble that winter outlook in about three weeks Chris Brindolino, as always, beautifully explained. Appreciate your time. You've got a big day ahead of you. Thanks so much for talking to me and our listeners today. I really do appreciate it. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Be safe. Cheers. Chris Brindolino, Niwa, heed the warning. Um, wow, some of those figures and just some of those pictures he painted. Do stay safe out there, folks. We'll take a quick break. Uh, good to catch up with Chris Brandolino, and I've just refreshed all of the breaking news websites. Uh, the surface flooding in, is it Sign Road in Forest Hill, halfway up, beautiful Lexus GS350 car, uh, but the water's halfway up its wheels. Water coming inside a car in Pakuranga, he's in Pakuranga. Um, Northern communities in Kaitaia have been cut off uh, because of 16 road closures, Severe weather means the southern line will only operate Papakura to Otahu, eastern line Manukau to Otahu, and all western line services are suspended until further notice. Uh, and the only hunger service will operate between Britomart and Penrose only. So that's how it's all being affected. And parents are being asked to go and pick up their kids. Don't wait to be asked to go and pick up your kids. It's flooding in Ranui. Uh, pictures coming out of there. Uh, Florence Ave in Orewa has flooding around the houses there as well. So we will uh, keep you up up to date and informed. I think as well we're just seeing that the um, motorways close between Esbon and Northcote, which is a bit of a choke point as well right across the bridge. So Heading north on the left. Both lanes. Uh, oh, both sides of the yep. motorway? Yeah. Oh. So basically don't don't go north or south uh, <laughs> past, the north, past the bridge. Oh, how yeah. snarled up is the Esmond Road too? So the thing is, and and this is like, I learned this from last time, Staff, and went through a heck of a time last time, is just don't 
like just do whatever you think you is inconvenient do it now so if you want to leave work leave now if you want to get home get home now don't do the whole oh you know i'll just wait till this afternoon because wait till it dies as i I said the rubes like if you want to get home now you almost want to leave now because you don't want to be sitting in that traffic or be on the roads when the five o'clock deluge hits because the water's going to rise yeah correct so yeah don't be don't be precious about it just get out get home and stay safe Mm. see you later (laughs) <laughs> and Sammy's off. Is he? Is he? He's shrugging his shoulders. Uh, and yeah, as Chris Brandolino said, it's moving down the country as well. Now, our quarterfinal thing. Jim from Tamuka. The cloned World Cup All Blacks team squad numbers 1 through 33, Jonah Lomu. Clean them. <laughs> Clone them. And clean the cabinet. It's coming home. Jim, I like the way you think. Um trying to see who sent this one I have to scroll all the way oh no name uh, Jordan Will Jordan at fullback and his wings are Talia and Shooter oh Sean Stevenson I was trying to figure out who that was Anton Leonard Brown and Geordie Barrett his midfield along with Moonga and Smith uh, the Lucifer trio same as mine Adi Savia Sam Kane Todd uh, Todd uh, Ethan Blackadder Retallic Whitelock. I think that's pretty universal. Retallic Whitelock. Lomax, Tokiaho, DeGroote. I must get a, someone who's a master of the dark arts on to tell me the difference between um, Offa and Joe Moody and Owen Franks and Ethan DeGroote and Lomax. I, tell me the difference because I put up my hand and say, you know, I like them as players. I like the props that can run and step and pass and hit blokes. That's what I like. That's the props I like. <laughs> but they're loose props, you know. Um, from Ken. Great man, Ken. Staffy. Here's my 15. He's got Shooter Stevenson at fullback. Mark Tillier and Caleb Clark on the wings. Rico in 13. Geordie at 12. Bowden at 10. Aaron Smith at 9. He's bracketed Savia Satutu at 8. He's got Dalton Papali'i wearing the captain's armband. Um... Okay. Uh, Akira Iwana in capital letters in six. Retallic white lock, white lock bracketed with uh, Scott Barrett. Uh, low max, Oto'unga Fassi, and Samasoni is his hooker. I think I think Papali'i could be a captain of the future. I still think he's got, like Richie McCaw became captain young. I'm going to guess 22, three, two, three. I think Dalton could be a captain when he's 25, 26. If Sam Kane doesn't start, the next captain in line, I would imagine, would be Sam Whitelock. Uh, the one after that in the team you've named uh, is either probably Bowden Barrett or Adi Savi. I don't see Papali'i on the captaincy picking order. I think he'd be a good midweek captain. Don't have midweekers in um, test matches, but just my thoughts, not taking away from what a good player he is. And I think he's a captain of the All Blacks potentially in the future from Brad DeGroot, Taylor Lomax, Retallic Whitelock. Oh, this was, I think, Brad that rang, but he said he was going to centre his reserves, which I'm interested in. When a big, big text, Tokyo Williams to Ungafasi, Va'i, Papali'i, Weber Havili. And McKenzie slash Stevenson. McKenzie off the bench is exciting. It is exciting. And someone just sent me their back line of Smith, Moonga, Barrett, Braden Enor. He's come up again. 
Rico on one wing, Will Jordan on the other wing, and Bowden, spelt B-O-D-N. I like that, phonetic. Bowden. There we go. Uh, sorry if I, I, I'm a little bit distracted with all this weather that's going on and um, our power keeps going off, but our generators keep us on air. All the lights have gone off outside in the building. Um, looks like everyone's gone home except us. So uh, sorry if I'm a bit, bit distracted, but there's just a lot of movement going on out there. Um, we'll take a very quick break. Uh, we'll build up to the top of the hour news. And after... Well, in the half hour between 1 and 1.30, we're going to have both Justin Marshall and Murray Mexton. We'll get Marshy to talk about the backs. We'll get Mex to talk about the forwards. Let's go. Helping you tune out your annoying workmate. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. A quick weather update for you, being the community service that we sort of have to swing into being. Um... Now, in Auckland, schools have been evacuated. Motorways uh, have come to gridlock. And um, Brad Lewis, our newest staff member who looks after the run homes, just popped outside and said it's gridlock outside our building as well. So everyone's trying to go home at the same time. Northland, Nelson, Tasman, Coromandel, also in for some heavy rain and thunderstorms. Um, I'm seeing pictures here of the Hillcrest Creek, which looks more like the Manawatu River. Um Massive queues for buses in the CBD in Auckland, I'm seeing. Naranek Beach uh, has been flooded right across the water, which is, I think Naranek's sort of between Takapuna and, um, why can't it, Dev- Devonport? Devonport. Uh, that's where Naranek Beach is. Uh, state, the section of State Highway 1 between Northcote Road and Esmond Road is closed in both directions, so not impassable. Well, yes, impassable because they have closed it. It has flooded. And that is on and off both sides of the Auckland Harbour Bridge. Do stay safe and aware, good folk out there, and we'll keep you up to date if we if we see or hear anything further. Uh, so for the next hour, we're going to catch up with both Murray Mexted and Justin Marshall. We'll go forwards with Mex, obviously, and gameplay, etc. And Justin Marshall as well, two of the great rugby minds, will be joining us in the next half hour. Stay dry, stay safe. If you're in the car, be very, very aware. Don't cross roads with lots of water. I'm not your dad, I'm not your teacher, but just heightened awareness, everyone. Want to keep you all safe. Here's the news.